0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. knocking at the door. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Pastor has given me a new title. Hallelujah. And um, praise God. Okay, so um, when we, I mean, when he declared the word for this year that uh, this year is limitless, you know, um, I've just been excited and longing and waiting and waiting and said, ah, what will pastor have, what will God have uh, us here, true f- pastor, you know, from him, you know. So, on Friday, pastor just sent me a message. I said, you are taking service. And I was extremely, I was speechless. I actually sent him an, an emoji and I was like, eh, where is this one coming from? You are the one that's supposed to tell us how we are going to be limitless. Praise God. But here I am, and um, I, I believe very strongly that um, God is going to speak to someone today, Amen. Because um, when He told me on Friday, the, the, you know, when they say "chuck you," <laughs> it chucked me, <laughs> so I, I couldn't even put anything together. The whole of I mean Saturday workers' uh, summit were here, and. Um, I went back home, tried to put things together. My wife got home around 6 o'clock, around 7 o'clock, and uh, she asked me and said, have I been able to gather myself? I said, I don't even have a topic yet. 7 o'clock yesterday evening. Around 12.30, 1 a.m. in the morning, this morning, Debbie asked me also, okay, is your outline ready? Is the topic ready? I said I still don't have a topic. One AM this morning, but just immediately after that, you know, when Pastor was de- what Pastor was describing last uh, week, that you know things just are coming. It's almost exactly the same thing, and um, I've barely slept also. So I'm trusting that God will speak to someone today in the mighty name of Jesus. Today we'll be talking about living a limitless life in 2022. Living a limitless life in 2022, and um, we'll be taking the scriptures for today from Second um, Kings, chapter six, from verse one to seven. This was the same scripture that we read at the the watch night service that we used to pray into the new year and which made pastor give me the title of prophet. (laughs) Hallelujah. So um, I went back to the scriptures and God was like opening my eyes to even new things about the same thing. 2 Kings 6, 1 to 7. So I will read 2 Kings 6, 1 to 7. It says, one day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, as you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them. Go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. So he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall? The man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out and grabbed it. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of this word in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, the, the w- this story, of course, I mean, it's, it's a bit popular in the Bible, and um, usually when we read this story, it's, I mean, most times we we talk about recovery. You know, you lost a hack's head, and by God's divine plan, God's divine miracle, the the access floated again, you know. But the question is, how does this relate in any way to being limitless? You know, when we were watching the video of the 2021 in view, I was just saying to myself, wow, I mean, we're saying this year is limitless. I don't know if you saw if you could interpret, a lot of times, all those ministers that came or even the words that pastor was already talking in 2021, he was actually directing and saying that this 2022, indeed, we're going to be limitless. I mean, it was already, in, I mean, I'm, I'm just seeing it. I, I didn't see that video before now, but it was already, there were, the pointers were already there that this 2022 is going to be an amazing year. It's going to be a year Of no limits, no confinement, no restrictions. So this story we just read now, a few things that as a church, a few things as a group, as a people, that we have to pick from this story. All right. So this was a situation where I mean the the the, the students of the prophets, they Scripture says that one day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. So essentially, they had an existing place. Number one, they had an existing place where they were meeting with Elisha. So it wasn't like they had a problem of accommodation, they had an existing place that they were regularly meeting. And I can liken that to a lot of us that are in church. We we have our church, we identify with our church. Not only do we identify, I mean, yesterday we had well over 200 or 300 workers, workers in church. That's on on its own, it's amazing. To have people that are that committed, that they are not just... Uh, flowing in and out on Sundays, but they are ready and signed up, committed to do something for God. you know so these uh, 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 prophets were also like that. they had an existing place where they were meeting with elisha, an existing place where they were meeting with God. If I was liken that to us, we, we have people that are already committed in church, signed up into NCR, done the jo- taking the journey. And a whole lot of other things that will keep you grounded. Likewise, I'm speaking to another set of people that, you know, it's the beginning of the year now. A lot of us would have New Year resolutions on new things, good things that we want to do. So there are people that maybe you are just very casual with church. And you are sitting down here because it's the beginning of the year. You have said to yourself, this year, I'm going to take God serious. I'm going to start coming to church. You are the one I'm speaking to. The things that has made you to draw back in previous years, by the time it gets to February and March, don't let it draw you back this year. Stay on course. Stay on ground to to remain connected with God. Because therein you will find your roots. Therein you will find God. Your connection with God will be established. So stay connected. Praise God. Get into a rhythm get into a rhythm form a habit form a habit form a routine about your relationship with God so these people had an existing place where they were meeting with Elijah consistently you also need to find a place of consistency with God not just coming to church alone but a place of commit consistency with God with respect to your devotion prayer time Bible study time, worship time, fellowship time. And fellowship time doesn't have to be in church alone. It could be an online prayer meeting. It could be live group meetings. Get into that rhythm so that you can begin to grow your work with God. And the same thing applies even when you take it to your business because we're going to be limitless spiritually this year. Amen. We're going to be limitless in the mighty name of Jesus. The routine that you need to form. What is that routine that you need to inculcate? Is the routine about savings? You need to get more committed. Where you are right now, get committed, locked down into it. Praise God. So, second thing I identify as a group in this scripture is that. They said, as you can see, this place we'll meet with you is too small. Let's go down to Jordan River where there are plenty of, there we can build a new place for us to meet. So, the the, the house that they intended to build, the new building that they wanted to build, was a house of God. Now, remember we said they have an existing place. God visits them in that place. So it's not like they, they were missing out on anything. But they became uncomfortable with the limitations where, that, they, that they were feeling. You may be sitting down here, you know, because 20, I mean, this, uh, at the beginning of this decade, God told us that it was our decade of destiny. And the light came and lifted us up. And now we are limitless. Amen. That's the truth. We are limitless because God has been built. We are not just suddenly limitless. It's because the light came to open our eyes to what God wants to do. Then God lifted us up. The year of lifting. And now we are limitless. So God is saying, amen. God, God, God is saying, I mean, we, 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 we have to understand that what we are going to experience in 2022 it's a continuation of what God has started. But we have to get uncomfortable with where we are right now. We have to get uncomfortable with the restrictions of 2021, with the limitations of 2021. Amen. So these people on their own said they want to build a new house. Why? Because that place was not taking them again. The truth is that there are times that we get comfortable where we are without even knowing that we have outgrown the place. There's a story I heard a few years back about a a man who just used to have unending migraine on ending headache. He went to, it was well-to-do, he went to the hospital, did checks, doctors could not find anything that was wrong with him, but the headache persisted. He went to the specialist, did all sorts of stuff, all sorts of tests, all sorts of scans, all sorts of MRI, and they could just not find anything wrong with him. So finally, he met some so-called professional who diagnosed one big problem and said, oh, that's the problem that he has and that, unfortunately, this kind of problem has no cure. And um, he gave him a few months to live, and said that after that few months, he's going to die. And the guy took on the, 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 the information and just embraced it and said, okay, I've lived a good life anyway. I mean, I'm wealthy, my children are they are done with school and on and on. And he said, okay, I'm just gonna enjoy the rest of the few days that I live on air on earth. So one day was walking down the street, still with a headache, and he saw a clothes shop, like a designer shop, and he decided to say, Look, let me just go and treat myself and dress up myself and feel very good. So he went into the store and saw a nice looking tuxedo. You know tuxedo? All right, saw so a nice looking tuxedo and decided and said, "How much is it?" They called the price for him very expensive. He could afford it and he paid for it. And he said, "Okay, why don't I just get a shirt also along with it?" And he paid for it, you know. And as he was walking out, the owner of the shop just said, "Why don't you just buy underwears too?" And said, "Oh, you really you make underwears?" "Okay. Why don't you give me a size 40?" And the owner of the shop, I'm just using figure now, 40, I can't remember what it was. But the, the owner of the shop just said, okay, you can't be using a size 40. You have to be using like a size 43 or size 44. And the guy said, no, I use a size 40. The owner of the shop said, no, I am an exper- experienced clothes designer. And as I'm looking at you, there's no way you can use a The guy insisted, I said, look, I'm not a small boy all my life as you can see I'm wealthy. all my life I have been using a size 40 and the clothes designer said no if you use a size 40 it's going to apply pressure on your waist and that pressure is going to transit to your spine which is going to give you a perpetual headache and the guy said really and he put on a size 44 and that's how the headache vanished praise God There are times that we have outgrown our size 40 that we don't know. And we're just comfortable still going around the size 40 because it looks like it fits us. It looks like it is okay, but we have outgrown it. And God is saying to someone here today, get out of size 40 and move to a size 44. Get uncomfortable with where you are right now. And build more capacity. Grow Build more capacity. Hallelujah. I know God is talking to someone there. I shared this story before and I'll share it again. Still the same thing around capacity. Because, I mean, long time ago when we were still in the Red Bricks building, I was in charge of the um, youth church at that point. And, you know, we we would set up to take care of people just for the purpose of discussion. Let's assume we set up now and say, okay, we're going to have, in my mind, I will say, okay, we're going to have, let's say, 50 people, 50 youths to attend church that day, and I would set up chairs for 50, and maybe 35 or 40 will come. I will say, okay, praise God, then next Sunday, we'll say 50 again, then 35 or 40 will come, next Sunday again, and at, after a couple of months, I just realized that we just got stuck at that point of 35, once in a while, we inched to like maybe 40, 43, but we were just stuck there, we never hit that 50. Thank God for the wise pastor that I, that, I, that I follow. You know, so I had the challenge discussion with pastor. And pastor said, no, you don't operate like that. If you want more people, you build capacity. you build capacity. So the next Sunday, I said, oh, really? So we moved. I said, okay, set up for 80. And guess what? We had like 60 people coming. in. We had like 60 And that's how we continued and continued until, of course, we we, we left that place. But praise God, what am I saying is that there is need for us to get uncomfortable with that place where we think is okay for us right now. That was what happened to these prophets. They said, no, we know that we have a place where we use. We know that God always visits us in this place, but it is too small for us. We want more. Why? Because there is more in God. There is always more in God. Praise the Lord. Number three thing that we learn from this story is that the plan to build the new edifice wasn't by the leader, Elisha. Elisha was the leader of the prophets. He wasn't the one that initiated the idea. He wasn't the one that said, look, let's build more, a, a bigger building. It was the followers. It was the followers. The prophet the prophets initiated the project, but Elijah simply bought into it. The truth is that a number of times God, God speaks to everybody. And God can drop ideas with anybody. At any point in time, you don't have to be the leader with a title. You are already a leader, even if you don't have a title, because you have influence. It was one of the things that we learned yesterday at the Walker Summit, uh, the, the video that, that, that we watched yesterday. You are already a leader where you have, because you have influence. Every one of us has influence. You have influence over your family. You have influence over your colleagues. You have influence over your community, in whatever form. You may not be the ballet in your community, but trust me, there are people looking at you and saying, how oh, I wish I can be like this man. I wish I can be like this woman. God is trusting us to be able to use that influence to make the right decisions. So these people right now, they use their own influence. They used the, 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 their their, the influence that they had and they took a decision and said, we want to build a new edifice, a new structure, a new house. You have to initiate your own growth agenda. The example I gave earlier about when we were in the youth church, God will not come and put chairs for me to expand. I have to be the one to initiate it. I have to be the one to initiate it. So you have to initiate your own growth agenda. When God was telling um, uh, the children of Israel that you take the land as far as your eye can see, picture it. If it is as far as their eyes can see, why is it that today there is a boundary? As far as your eye uh, can see simply means the entire world. Because just picture it like this that I am here now. If all that I can see while standing here. Is this table. As soon as I get to this table, that promise is still valid as as far as your eye can see. So what happens? I can see further again. God is saying, take it. And when I get here, I can still see further again as far as my eye can see. I take it. So there's no limit. There's no limit. The limit is in when we stop. The limit is in when we stop. And when we stop to see. So remember, this year, you are limitless. Don't stop yourself. Don't limit yourself because the promise of God is continuous. It stays and it stays permanent. Amen. When expansion ideas come, (laughs) now listen to this. Not all Expansion ideas must come from the leader. Listen to this again now. Not all expansion ideas must come from God. I'll say that again. Not all expansion ideas must come from your leader. And at the same time, not all expansion ideas must come from God. God can buy to it into it. God must actually buy into it for it to work. But the idea for expansion must come from you. Praise God. God created apple. Stop and think about it. Do you think the person that started making apple juice, he prayed and asked God, God, should I squeeze this apple? Hello? Hello? you think the person stopped and prayed and said, oh, should I squeeze this apple and bring the juice out? God, should I do that? He must have just squeezed it out and saw that, wow, this thing makes sense. And today we have apple juice. Today we have orange juice. We have pineapple juice. Because someone decided to squeeze. So while we begin to operate in a limitless manner in 2022, we have to realize that God has given us the power to multiply. He has given us the power to, to take charge of our destiny. When we see what we want to do, we bring it to God. God can say, okay, go ahead. And we will most times, so if it's for the glory of God, it will most times say, go ahead and do it. Then you'll begin to experience God's limitless in Jesus' name. There are times, of course, that we want to expand, we want to grow. And God will say, no, I like the idea, but it's not for you. Classic example is David. David was amazed. David was excited, was happy about all that God had done for him as a king. And how God has blessed him. And he said, "Ah, no, 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 me, I cannot be living in a palace. And the heart of God will be living in a tent. I'm going to build a temple. I'm going to build an edifice. God did not put that idea in David's mind. David thought about it. But guess what? When he brought it to God, God said, oh, I like that. It's a beautiful idea. But okay, because you have been a man of war, you have shed much blood, you are not going to be the one to do it, but your son will do it. But it was a beautiful idea and God embraced it. So what am I saying is that bring your growth ideas to God for his blessings. In 2022, as you begin to think out of the box, as you begin to see as as far as the eye can see, the things you see, bring it before God and let God breathe upon it and bless it in the mighty name of Jesus. We all have a role to play in fulfilling God's calling in our lives. Number four. Okay, I've talked about this number four, but I'll skip it, so I'll move to the next one. So outline people, be notes. The next thing is that there are challenges even when building for God. You would have thought that when these people said they were going to build a temple for God, when they said they were going to build a new place where they will be meeting, since it is God's uh, plan, since it is God's uh, work, rather, you would expect that it should be smooth operations, right? But guess what? They still had obstacles. Axe head was flying up and down. There are battles waiting in 2022. The good thing is that we are victorious up front. I said up front. Because when the battles come, be prepared and smile and go into it. Because you are guaranteed to win. In the mighty name of Jesus. God wants us to fight to take the territories that he is giving us. God wants us to fight, to take the territories that he's giving us spiritually, the territories he's giving us physically, the territories he's giving us economically, our businesses, our careers. God is saying that we should move in and fight. The challenges will be there, but God always comes and intervenes and guarantees us his promise. Amen. Why does he want us to fight? It's because he wants us to fight so that we can have stories to tell about his glory. If these people did not lose this axe head, we won't have something to share about today. When God says, go out, preach the good news to all creation, what he's indirectly saying is that, go and tell the world, about the battles you have fought that I have won for you so that they can know that their own battles too, I can fight it and win it for them. Praise God. So God is saying that we should be ready to take territories and we should not, it's not going to come easy. We're going to fight. We have to fight to take those territories so that we can have a story to tell. God wants us to fight to take territories so that we can experience his miracles. God wants us to fight to take territories so that we can experience his miracles. I mean, think about it. Axe-ed is a very, very heavy metal. It goes into water. It sinks straight up. <coughs> Can't be found. <coughs> That's why they needed to get... Uh, I, mean, I mean, the guy had must have obviously searched for it. He couldn't find it because it was—it had gone deep into the in, into the waters. But Elijah came. He threw just a stick, a stick inside, and the axehead floats. Amazing miracle. God wants us to experience miracles like this. God wants you to enter into a territory, and just because of your presence, their light will come. Praise God! You know, I—I I, I mean, uh, I've been—I've been in God's red house right from the beginning. All right, so I, I have stories I can tell. You know, when we were when we even as a church in the Redeemed and we're in the red bricks building, I remember when we moved to the land that uh, where where the the uh, of the churches at uh, what's that place called Nailage. It was like a dark place if you look at the place at that time as a matter of fact they used to do the place like a dustbin like a waste site a waste dump, dump site but look at that place today church got there and it was light. those of you that were present in this place when the church started you remember how <laughs> the first service was like we were like stepping on water like this but look around today Light has come. <laughs> miracles. That's what, that's what God wants us to do. When we take territories, he wants us to be able to experience his miracles. And while we're experiencing his miracles, he wants us to grow muscles for the next level. He wants us to grow sp- spiritual muscles, physical muscles, financial muscles, emotional muscles, relational muscles for the next level because we need it at the next level. Praise God. And finally, on this point, what the prophets also experienced is that they are not limitless alone. Sorry, that they are not limitless when alone. We are on, they are only limitless when they are together. So it wasn't one man that came and said, let us go and build a new house. They agreed it amongst themselves. He says, let us go and build a new place where we can be meeting with you. And everybody went there with their own axe to go and chop down trees. So it was a joint effort in God's Spirit House. We are better together, right? We can do more together. And we have to continue to do more together because that is when... We can become indeed limitless in the mighty name of Jesus. If you are married, you are the man of the house. There is a reason why God gave you an helper. Use her. If you are the woman of the house, there is a reason why God gave you a man as your husband. Use him. You are better together. You are better together. We are better together. We can do much more together than when we are one. One shall chase what? A thousand. Two shall do what? You, call, you, you find all that theory, all that mathematical theory, you only find it on spiritual levels. Because one, if one is chasing, according to th- mathematics, if one is chasing ta- 1,000, two should be chasing 2,000. But two scripturally is chasing 10,000 by the time you begin to have children and they are following the Lord then three will begin to chase maybe 100,000 and the more children you have it goes in that multiples maybe I'm encouraging someone to have 10 children now hallelujah <laughs> glory be to God so those are the things that they experienced as a group now as individuals now as individuals the three things that we need to acknowledge even as we move into this year three things we need to acknowledge as we move into this year the first one is that in verse 5 when the axe head fell into the water in verse 5 he said oh sir he cried It was a borrowed axe. It was a borrowed axe. So, as an individual, as we go into 2022, trusting God that we are limitless, this prophet, I I asked myself, what if that axe was not a borrowed axe? What if it was his own? Would he still have shouted that way? Because at times, you know, you could say, "Okay, how much is an axe? I can go and buy another one." At times, we get comfortable with some losses, some petty— lo- we call it petty losses. But God is not a god of wastage. He expects us to be responsible. So he shouted, he said, "It was a borrowed." He shouted out of the fact that he was responsible. He knew that he had to return it to the person that borrowed him. And he not only has to return it, he has to return it in good condition. 2020, 2021, I don't know. Maybe you are carrying some debts. Be responsible and pay your debts. Praise the Lord. There are so many with the advent of technology right now, FinTech. There's so many apps that are giving out easy loans to everybody and on and on right now. And regularly I get people, strangers just call me and say or send me an SMS. Mr. Lagbaja has borrowed money and has refused to pay back. Please contact. You, you get those SMSs too, right? Pay your debts. Pay your debts. Be responsible. Be responsible. If you are hoeing and you cannot pay, at it, go and have a discussion with your lender. If all you can afford to start paying is five naira a week, start. But pay your debts. Be responsible. Psalm 37 verse 21. Psalm 37 verse 21 says... The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. That one shocked me. The wicked borrow and never repay. If you take a loan from somewhere and you don't pay it back, you are wicked. Scriptures. Pay your debts. Be responsible. He shouted, he said, I borrowed. It, he knew he had to return it. It was not an option. It was un, not an option. Amen, somebody. Second thing, I wonder, the, the fact that he borrowed it is that we, we have to realize that Even this life that we live, the talents that we have, the gifts that we have been given by God, the money, the influence that we have, they are all borrowed from God. And when we don't use it well, it can be retrieved by the lender. When we don't use it well, it can be retrieved by the lender. We know the story of the rich fool in Luke 12, 16 to 21. The rich fool, the Bible talks about him, that he he, he was a wealthy person already. Then he planted, which is expected. And that year, he now had a bountiful harvest. A bountiful harvest. So what did he do wrong? He was not lazy because he planted and he harvested. He had the skills to do the job. But his intent was bad because why? Now he harvested. He said, I will pull down my existing barns and build a bigger one and store up everything for myself. The things, these gifts, these wealth, these blessings that God is going to release into your life is not just for you alone. There are programs you can plug into. See the smiles on people's faces at soup kitchen just because they received a bowl of rice. A bowl, just a bowl of rice. Some people struggle to eat that, to find that. But here we are. God has blessed us. God has lifted us up. God has made us limitless. It is not just for your pocket. It's not just for you. Because even you you are on you are on borrowed time. You are borrowed resources. And the principle of the debt continues. It transits even into our lives. Jesus, what did he come to do? He came to pay the debts that we hold by shedding his blood. He took it seriously also. Jesus himself took it seriously and realized that, no, no, I need to pay the debts for the lives of these people. You and I. And he gave up himself. Christ paid our debt with his blood, and this again highlights the importance of paying your debts. So please, turn to your neighbor and say, pay your debts. God has given us the gifts and talents for the purpose of furthering the course of the ministry. It is not, if we do not use the tools for the Lord's work, we have lost our own axe head. Hallelujah. By saying that the axe head was borrowed was an acknowledgement that it would have to be returned. Because there is and there will be a day of judgment. Praise the Lord. Okay, so the second thing now as individuals that we must recognize in this year 2022 is that when we lose something, we we, we need to acknowledge that we lose it. All right? All right? He could have, in the midst of all the prophets, when his axe head fell in, in, in the water, he could have just used style to dodge and not perform his own rule again. But what? He owned up. He said, I've lost it. I've lost it. Now, the axe head fell into the water. If you If you have ever held or used the axe to cut down anything before, you will realize that, you will know that when you use the axe to strike a tree, if the axe head is sharp, if the axe is sharp, there's no way it will bounce off the stick and fall off. If it is sharp enough, what it will do is that it will go into the tree trunk and stay there, correct? So he lost it because his axe head was not sharp. He had not done what? sharpened the axe head. So what does this mean to us? Is that if we operate in 2022 without sharpening our skills, we are at the risk of losing our axe heads. How do we sharpen our skills? How do we sharpen our our spirituality? We must spend time in devotion. We must spend time studying the word of God. We must spend time fellowshipping, it's critical for us to be limitless. Our axe head must remain sharp and on point. When the axe head falls off, another thing that happens is that it doesn't just fall off suddenly. Usually it will start getting loose little by little and not paying attention, little by little and not paying attention. Then eventually it falls off completely. We need to maintain a constant attitude this year of learning, learning new things, learning new things. So the question is, what are you going to learn new this year? And it doesn't have to be, have to be in the line of your field. It just to stimulate your mind to learn something new. I was listening to a podcast by Pastor Craig Groschel, I mean the uh, pastor of Life Church. And he he said in the podcast that in 2021 that the new thing he started to learn is a pastor. He said the new thing he started to learn is wrestling. Wrestling, physical wrestling. (laughs) A pastor. How do you explain that? He's not a small boy. He's not a teenager. Right? But he just chose to learn it. So last year, I I mean, I was listening to that, I think it was about a week ago or two weeks ago. And I just smiled because one of the things that I started to learn last year, towards the end of last year, was how to grill. You may say I like food, yes. (laughs) I started learning how to grill fish. So if you come to my house now, I may just shock you and give you grilled fish. You know? What are you learning? What's the new thing you are learning? It doesn't have to be in the line of your business or in the line of your course of study. or in the, What is the new thing you are learning? It could be a new language. You can just choose to learn a language. You could choose to learn how to play the keyboard. You could choose to learn how to play the guitar. What are you learning to stimulate? Because as leaders, again, I learned this from Craig Rochelle, as leaders, you must constantly be learning or doing something new. What new thing are you learning with respect to, okay, now let's go back to your business. What new thing are you learning? What new thing are you doing? What new thing, what, in quotes, new adventure are you starting? Most of you know that I'm, I'm a farmer. And not only am I a farmer, I have an active YouTube channel. What do I do on that YouTube channel? I just deliberately put out the new things I'm trying to do. I do videos of the new things I'm learning, the new things I'm trying to do, and I just put it on online. And you cannot imagine how much influence I've been able to get just by doing that. And you can do the same. What is the new thing you're doing? What is that new thing you are learning that is going to make your axe head remain sharp so that it never falls off? Praise God. Finally, 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 sorry, he said that he borrowed it. He said and declared and owned up that he has lost it. And finally, he found it. He found it. Elisha responded to the young student's cry for help. He asked him, I said, take me to the place where you have lost it. There is always a need for us to pause and ask ourselves. When we see that we have lost something, there's always a need for us to pause and ask ourselves, where did I lose it? Because that is where you will find it. Elisha did not just stay where he was and said, well, i take this stick, throw it inside water. Elisha did what? He said, take me to where You lost it. And he threw the stick there, and the accent floated. So, where have you lost it? You are in a marriage relationship, things are not going well between you and your wife. Where did you lose it? Strangers don't usually marry each other. You must have been lovey, lovey, chummy, chummy, and everything before you get married. But you now suddenly get married and you are looking at yourself and it's like, how did I make this mistake? Where did you lose it? Trace your steps. Trace your steps. You had a brilliant business idea and you started your business, you built your business around it, and suddenly it appears like you made a mistake even starting. Where did you lose it? You need to ask yourself that question. Where did you lose it? You gave your life to Christ. You were on fire for God. But now they are begging you to come to church and you are asking yourself, what is wrong? Where did you lose it? Because when you identify where you lose it, that's when Elisha can come and drop the stick. Then you will experience the miracle of restoration. You will experience the miracle of restoration praise the lord i pray today as we conclude that may we realize that our life is in christ and that we are a living life that is borrowed from god may we be reminded that one day we are going to have to report unto the lord and answer this question what have you done with the tools that i have given to you for the work for the fulfillment of your destiny. Every one of us that is here, we have to ask ourselves that question, that final question Where did you lose it? Where did you lose it? And upon identification, we need to ask God for a restoration. So, all heads bowed at this point. I don't know if you're here. What is critical for you the most is your life, your salvation you know that you need to find a restoration with God. And you are here sitting down. Today, you can experience the miracle of salvation. And we made it very easy for you. All you need to do, wherever you are, is to raise up your hand, receive a card, fill out the card and return it to the ushers. You don't need to stand up. You don't need to come out. You don't need to, uh, no long thing. So wherever it is you are, you know that there is a need for you to restore your relationship with God. You know that you are not saved. Can you just do yourself a favor right now and lift up your hands. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Just lift up your hand. God bless you. God bless you at the back there. Someone should attend to that gentleman at the back there. God bless you. Whatever it is, just raise up your hand and receive the card. And sit down, receive the card, collect the card. God bless you that you are raising up your hand there. You know, if you are online also, please just indicate in the chat room where you are and the online pastors will connect and reach out with you. You know, it's so critical that we have a restoration because this year we will be limitless in Jesus' name. We will not use our own hands to create limits for ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus. So I'll make a final call. You are there, you want to give your life to Christ. Raise up your hand right now. Just raise up and we'll pray together and we'll be done. father we just want to thank you we glorify your name we thank you for your children thank you for all that you are going to do in their lives we ask in the name of jesus that as they raise up their hands to receive you that you will accept them you'll bring them into your fold from today lord their lives will be transformed in the name of jesus the connection they had with you, Lord, will be reestablished in the name of Jesus, and your name will forever be glorified in their lives. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord.